Friendshipping is proud to partner with Multitude for some sweet ads. This week, Friendshipping is brought to you by Tab for a Cause. Tab for a Cause is a browser extension that lets you raise money for charity while doing your thing online. Whenever you open a new tab, you'll see a beautiful photo and a small ad. Part of that ad money goes to a charity of your choice. Join us by signing up at tabforacause.org slash friendshipping. That's tabforacause.org slash friendshipping. <laughs> Chad, <laughs> they got like a little sexy at the end. I know. I, just, I felt like hamming it up a little. Were you winking while you were doing it? Oh, I, I'm still winking. I'm holding one eye closed. <laughs> I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshipping! And the theme this week is... When all of your friends don't necessarily want to hang out with all of your other friends. Keeping the streams separate. Don't cross them. Friendship between humans has many benefits. But sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen, I love this question, as I always do. I always love the question. Well, you know what? That's a lie, and we all know it. I generally love the questions. <laughs> this question I like a lot because I want to talk about how we all exist in many different spheres, you know? Like, we have spheres of friends. You know, we have a family sphere. We have a work sphere. And those things don't need to collide. They don't have to. Like, you can keep them in their own little pockets, and then and, and that's okay. And this week, we'll be talking about somebody who is demanding access to one of those pockets. Yeah, stay out of my pocket. Get out of there. I keep my graham crackers in there. <laughs> Speaking of pockets, speaking of pockets, Trin, we're both wearing shorts today. I just, can you believe it, folks? It's over 60 degrees Fahrenheit in Chicago today, which means shorts are being worn across the city. Citywide short wearing. There is a 65% chance of shorts with a 45% chance of open-toed shoes out in the city today. So, Jen, I've been seeing thighs on the Internet. I've been oh, seeing boy. thighs on the Internet all day. And there's this uh, this tweet going around that I retweeted because I really love it. And it's the picture of two male actors who I cannot place for the life of me. And one of them has a very round and pert booty occurring. And then the other has very short shorts on. And the thighs, the thighs are on uh, on blast. I would say blast is, is the word. Yeah. I'm looking at, as soon as you started that, I went and looked at the photo in question, and I'm seeing a lot of skin here. I'm afraid that I'm going to step out of my house later, and my neighbors are going to faint, because they're going to see my blasted quads, and they're not going to know, <laughs> they're not going to know what to do with themselves, and they're just going to, just going to fall over. They're going to be like, I can't believe I've been living near this this whole time. <laughs> And I didn't know. Like, I can't believe that I didn't feel the, the radiant glow coming off of these plastic quads. They're going to be like, damn you, Father Winter, for hiding <laughs> those plastic quads. Oh, I love I love the, the melting. We're melting down is really what's happening. Yep. Um, I... Sh- <laughs> Man, that took every thought out of my head. Just thinking about your neighbors being like, damn... Damn! Um, I uh, I hate warm weather, as you know, Jen. I know, and great, I know you do. <laughs> great news, I'll be moving to Texas really soon. Which is, um, it's, oh, it's famously very temperate and cold there, so you're it's fine. It's a very reasonable place to live on multiple levels, from what I hear. 
But so I've been trying to, as I mentioned before, I'm getting used to like wearing shorts. I'm getting used to seeing my legs and stuff. And as I mentioned before in the show, I was like, I was kind of, you know, toying with like sunless tanner. And I fucking realized, Trin, Trin, no, that's not what's going to get you to want to show people your legs, sunless tanner. You know what you do to your body that makes you cool with it. It's putting tattoos on it. Oh, shit. Oh, my God. Leg tattoos. Yes. I am now, I'm in the market for a thigh tattoo. I, for a long time, I thought to myself, cellulite is a thing that runs in my family. No, cellulite is not a thing that runs in my family. Cellulite is a secondary sex characteristic for people who were, like, born vagina having in general. So, like, it's gonna fucking happen, and I'm gonna be cool with it, and I'm gonna roll with it. So right now, I'm trying to think about a cool tattoo that will look even cooler when there's a ripple effect from my cellulite. So I was thinking, like, like I could probably get something, some foliage, and oh I think God. that it would look cooler over time as, as my, my thighs change. Um, but yeah, so that's, that's been in my head. Would you get, because um, all your tattoos now are black, would you get color for this one? So, yeah, they're all black except for my Chicago star is dark red. Um, and I'm going to continue. So this is a brief description of my tattoos. I have, like, symbols on my arm. And they're going to keep going as I go, as I get older. Hopefully they'll go up and around my back one day. Who knows? Uh, or maybe cool. nothing else will happen to me in my life and this will be it. Um, <laughs> maybe maybe you've had all the meaningful interactions in your life you've ever had. You know, I can, I can only hope, Jen. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I'll probably stick with an all-black tattoo just because it's thematically appropriate. But I, I probably won't do the blocky design that of, yeah. my, of the rest of mine. Yep. But I'll, I, I am considering doing something that's geometric but like rounded and soft. Oh, so that's it's awesome. like I've got lots of thoughts, lots of thoughts going on in my head. And then of course, you know, I can't actually get this tattoo until I get vaccinated, which I can't do until I get to Texas. Which I don't know when the hell that's going to be. So this is all to say, listeners. In six months, I'll keep you posted on what I get. And by then, you know, it'll be autumn, which in Texas will be like a normal amount of heat. And I'll still be wearing shorts, so it'll be okay. Oh, that's so you're going to a to a place where the tattoos can run more freely. That's nice. I never thought about it that way. I, I I kept on, you know, I really, I think just because moving is anxiety inducing in general, I was really focusing on the what's going to be bad about this and not the like, yeah, I don't really love showing off any part of my body that isn't covered, you know, collarbone to knee. But like, you know, there are there are things about my body that I really like, specifically the stuff that I, I got permanently etched on it. So Yes, yes. You've totally talked about the choices we make to our bodies, like the changing of your hair color and adding tattoos. And I've always I've always loved that. Yeah, it really kind of helps you feel like, oh, this is mine and I get to do what I want with it. And you absolutely do not have any say in this. And it feels really great. I strongly recommend doing things to yourself. I've (laughs) (laughs) me too. I've always wanted I don't know why, but when I was a teenager, I always wanted to be a runner that had tattoos because I didn't see many. I didn't see many of them in the running circles that I ran in, literally and figuratively. Um, but now I am one, and I think that's pretty cool. And now, now I'm starting to notice more more people who run who have them. And um, I don't know. I always just thought like that is a cool thing to be a yeah. runner with a tattoo. And uh, um, now that I am one, I can say 
I was right. It is a cool thing. <laughs> Man, and I so I got my first tattoo when I was like 26 or 27. So like a pretty much full ass adult, you know. And I remember thinking to myself, am I going to feel weird as like a tattooed like old lady? And I'm, I would not say I'm an old lady right now. In fact, I don't even know if I, old lady applies to me any longer. There's a whole thing about words that we could talk about and non-binaryness. That's fine. We're going to put that aside. The part we're going to focus on is at 35 years old, to my 10-year-old niece, I am an old lady. And I <laughs> yes. am a tattooed old lady. And let me tell you something. It feels amazing. It feels yes. great. I'm just showing the youth what's possible, you know? Oh, I know. You too can be cool and weird. It's possible. <laughs> when my niece first saw my tattoo, because it's, uh, it's of uh, a bunch of trees, of evergreen trees, and she saw it and she, po- well, she loved it, um, and she pointed to it and she went, oh, Christmas. <laughs> oh, that's so sweet. Oh, I was so cute. And it is not a Christmas tattoo. I wouldn't get a, it's just not my thing. But, you know, to a child, like, ooh. That reminds me of Christmas. <laughs> Man, uh, when I, so I have the, you know, the fifth element tattoo um, on my, yes. it's the only tattoo on my left arm. Uh, my ra- right arm is covered. And I, I can't, I'm big enough to admit that this is accurate. It does look like the Windows 95 symbol or whatever. Like, I'll admit that. But oh, no, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> it does. I mean, look, it does. But like... Oh, that's funny. Now, now that it's in your head, you can't unsee it, you know? And when somebody first said that to me, I was so offended. I was just like, no, I literally just told you what this was a tattoo of. You jerk. But now I've kind of like accepted like, it does kind of look like the Windows tattoo. <laughs> that is pretty funny. Okay. All right. It's just, it's the UI that really speaks to me was specifically Windows 95 or whatever it was. Yeah, I just, I just needed to, I just needed to remember this forever. So I got a tattoo of it. Speaking of making memories, Jen. Oh. Let's talk about somebody who has a very specific group of people that they enjoy making event-based memories with. And then there's an interloper who is demanding access and, and what we can do about that. How about that? Is that, is it, are we in? Are yeah, we? Okay, cool. Y- yeah, right. we're there. We're there. <laughs> Dear Friendshipping, I have a regular fun times with several of my friends. Fun times is capitalized. I have a regular fun times with several of my friends. It's a carefully curated group and we meet every couple months for food and drinks and good times. In the before times, a friend who is not in the fun times group cornered me and told me that they wanted to be invited. I panicked and I said yes. The night they were invited, turns out they were unable to attend. The truth is, I don't want them at fun times. I've been with them in other group settings before, and they get a little too intense. Other members of those groups have shared the same thoughts with me. My fun times group is carefully curated, and I want to keep it that way. I don't plan to invite them to post-pandemic fun times, and I don't know how to handle it when it inevitably comes up because someone close to them is now one of the people who is invited to the fun times. We have noticed that this friend is quick to cut people out when they feel slighted. However, I do value my friendship with them. I just don't want them in this one particular activity. How can I politely exclude them from fun times without harming our individual relationship? Pronouns they, them. Okay. All right. So let's start with this. So this is complicated. We're going to get all into it. But I think that the first thing is I've got good news and I've got bad news and it's the same news. You are not going to have to worry about this for like several months. So like, yes, (laughs) great, great, great news, man. We have plenty of time to brainstorm. But even when everybody's vaccinated, we're still going to be following CDC guidelines and good fun times will be happening 
out of doors, six feet away from one another. But it sounds more like this is a good, fun, we're going to go to dinner times sort of situation. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, will exactly. not be happening soon. No, nor should it. Should not be happening soon. And you wrote, Asker, in the, up, up top in this question, you wrote, we meet every couple months. So it's not like you would be meeting every week anyway, even right. if things were normal. Let's start with the most, the stickiest part of this question, which is that you have a few options in conversations that are now, they don't apply to you anymore. So the conversation of we're not adding new members to the group or this is just a very specific group of people who have always hung out, that's not true because you recently invited somebody who was close to your unwanted friend, which sounds harsher than it is, but well, that's what we're going to call them. So they're close to the unwanted friend. And by close, I assume you mean something close like it's a partner, it's a roommate, it's a very, very good friend, something like that. They're aware of how one another spends time. Right. That that makes things super complicated. And I feel like we might want to start this conversation and, and we're going to absolutely talk about ways to talk about this with the unwanted friend, like what we can do here. But let's start by talking about why you are friends with this person at all. I understand that you said that you love them, you value them, but you are walking on eggshells around them. And you have a group of people who cannot have fun when this person is around. So I am just so curious to know, what's the appeal of this person? They cut you out when they feel slighted. Like, that's, that's pretty rough. <laughs> so you said, however, I do value my friendship with them. But every other sentence is kind of telling us how anxious they make you. Friendships shouldn't involve this much anxiety. I mean, life involves anxiety in general, but like, this is a lot of responsibility. You're managing a lot here. You know, you're managing this person's expectations, invitations, their feelings, the feelings of the group. That's a lot of complication. And, um, you know, I've been talking to a counselor lately and some, something she introduced to me lately was this idea of a window of tolerance. And everyone has one. Um, and that is basically uh, how much you can handle in one particular moment before you crack. Um, that's not exactly how she phrased it, but it's how I think of it. Um, and everyone's window of tolerance right now is smaller than normal. We are under unprecedented levels of stress and confusion. So my window of tolerance, I've discovered, is tinier than I thought. And I wonder if you are maybe underestimating your window of tolerance, because I just I don't want to underestimate the stress that this friend is kind of putting you through. Like, they're not making it easy on you, you know, to make a decision here. Yeah. If it were the case that you just don't want them involved in this one activity, that's very normal and common and okay. But that's actually not what's happening here. What's happening here is that you don't have fun with them. It's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you have fun with everybody else but them. And we are going to also treat this question as though this is a healthy relationship because it very well could be and we just don't have all the info here. But based on simply the info in this question, it actually sounds like this person is might be a little toxic because they're causing this anxiety. Like, like I hope we're wrong. Yeah, I, I do too. But like, dude, like, so the question actually says, in the before times, a friend who is not in the fun times group cornered me, told cornered. me they wanted me to be invited, and I panicked. That sounds like an interaction between somebody that you you don't want to be friends with. I know. Okay, so everyone has awkward situations, even with their friends. Everyone doesn't know how to say no to their friends. Everyone fumbles awkward invitations. But we cannot ignore the fact that you use the word cornered and panicked. We yeah. just can't. Are you exaggerating or did you really panic? Friends don't make each other panic. Not on the regular. 
Yeah. And again, like there is definitely a universe where this is actually so normal, yeah. you know? So yes. like there's a universe where it's just this friend is really quiet and reserved and is maybe a little socially awkward and you love them because you have other fun together. You get together and talk about your feelings and then, but this is your party group and you don't want to bring the quiet friend into the party group. We get that. But there is so much about this question that is indicating that there's more to it than just that. It seems like you have anxiety around this friend. Exactly. You know, yeah, at first glance here, I was like, oh, this is so normal. It's it's complicated, but it's so manageable to like, maybe the group likes going out to barbecue meat parties and this <laughs> other friend is a, is a vegetarian. So yeah, of course you won't invite them. Maybe they don't drink and the rest of the group likes to meet at bars. Or maybe it's just their personalities don't gel. That totally happens. And you, you can be friends with all different kinds of people. But yes, like Trin said, this is kind of making us I'm, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is an example of a, of a, actually a larger problem. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think that you solve this the same way as you would solve it with a healthy friendship. Because in a healthy friendship, you can go up to that friend and say, hey, uh, I know we talked about this months ago that like I wanted to bring you to our fun times group. But I we we really have a thing going, you know, it's a it's just something that we've we've always done. And I love you so much and I love hanging out with you one on one. But it's just this specific event. We're going to keep it to just the fun times group like that sucks to say and it sucks to hear. But it's not a friendship ending conversation. But for a toxic person, it is a friendship ending conversation. And then that is how, you know, <laughs> also, maybe when you say that. Don't call it the fun times group. Oh, yeah, definitely. That, that does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so yeah. funny. Don't call it the, this is the where we all have fun together group and you're not invited. But you, I think you're totally on trend. You will learn a lot when you deliver this news to the friend. You will learn a lot about this friend by how they handle this. And I also can think of some scripts. Like you can say this group is really formed around this one personal thing that we all have in common. And it's we just keep the group small. Or yeah, we we always we have a table reserved at this restaurant and it's only for four and we're not we're not changing things up right now. Or um, I don't know, just make it clear that it's not that the problem isn't them. It's just the group has a specific way of running. Right. I'm hopeful that they won't argue. They won't say, but so and so was invited. I'm really hopeful that won't happen because that is you're you're setting a reasonable boundary here. Like it is so okay to not have all of your friends mesh with all of your other friends. It's it's life. It happens. Um, not everyone can be friends with everyone all of the time. That would no no work would get done. Okay, <laughs> capitalism wouldn't happen. <laughs> Jen, and when we were talking earlier, you highlighted part of the question that I completely forgot about it, which was when this inevitably comes up. When this inevitably comes up, do you? I just here's the thing. So the situation played out in this way: they cornered you. You panicked and said, "Yes, you can come to this event." The event happened. They didn't go. And then the pandemic happened for like a year. And so you are saying this will inevitably come up, which tells me, I think, one of two things. One, either you're very, very, very nervous and you're a nervous person and this stresses you out because you love them. And like, that's totally normal um, that you're projecting the inevitability of this. Because honestly, like if if this were a more standard situation, I would not say that this conversation is inevitable, especially because they couldn't go the last time. But like... If it's inevitable because they are so forceful and they are so demanding, those aren't great qualities to express in a friend. So this pandemic has been over a year. 
Does that mean this friend is has had this on their mind for a year? That would be weird. That would be that's not good. Are they and is it truly inevitable? Or are you just anticipating it? Like, have you seen other examples of this friend not letting things go, not letting things smoothly drift apart? It's like ask versus guess, but toxic version. Yeah. To me, it's almost like either the asker is projecting and catastrophizing, which is something I am, something very dear to my heart, catastrophizing. (laughs) Um, It's a hobby of ours. Or this is kind of a catastrophe. You know, like this is a very difficult situation. And also like, dude, oh, man, when you ended up inviting somebody close to the unwanted friend into the group, that was rough. That was rough, dude. That that (laughs) definitely that limits your options so much because like so many of my of my scripts were going to be like, oh, this is just us. This is what we do. And like, we're not taking new members on it this time. But you are. You are. You're not taking all new members. It's exclusive membership. So this asker is talking a lot about the group, the unwanted friend, but I'm not hearing a lot about what the asker is feeling other than the words panic. So when this does come up, what if you spend some time expressing how you feel, maybe out loud or to yourself, such as, I was worried you were going to bring this up, or I've been feeling anxious about this topic, or honestly, this has been causing me some stress. I feel like you're, you're pushing a lot of your own feelings away in order to keep things smooth. You're keeping many plates in the air. I feel like that's what you're doing. I don't want this conversation to end up being the two of you sit down and you decide and I don't think you would ask her, like, don't just, just just bear with me. But I don't want it to be that you sit down and decide to just list the the uh, qualities of the unwanted friend that are preventing you from bringing them into your in-group. Because that's another thing, is that this yeah. is this is much less like you have separate friend groups and more like you have a, like a, a higher tier. You've got like a diamond and platinum tier friendship that you've got to like buy into, you know? <laughs> and again, it could just be that this person is reserved and you're you're really just going hard with with extroverts or something like that. But why? won't why can't they go and why is this group so limited it's again it's very okay to have separate friend groups but you're clearly not keeping these defined friend groups it's actually that you like some people better than others it sounds like which is okay you know um but way harder to deal with yeah you didn't give us a lot of reasons for why this person wouldn't be welcomed easily into the group you just said that they're they can be too intense and the group agrees on that too intense. Yeah, everything about this person is starting to sound pretty intense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit, Jen, I missed that part where, like, every, all the other members of the group shared these thoughts, and that's why they're not invited. And that sucks, because that's hard. That's really, really hard, because when you are dealing with a reasonable person that you have a problem with, you can bring up that problem and expect to have a difficult but reasonable conversation that you both leave still friends, if maybe a little hurt, because sometimes that happens. But it doesn't sound like that's what's happening here. It, right? Right. Are you dreading this because it's difficult? Or are you dreading this because it's impossible? So let's talk about both of those possibilities. Let's talk about the, the difficult part first. So... So the, again, he, uh, you, buddy, oh man, when I first started this, I was like, oh, the asker, oh, this is so hard. But I also, f- I feel that way, but I also feel like, oh, asker, but you made this harder on yourself. You sure did. You sure did, good buddy. <laughs> Knowing what we now know, that they are super intense, 
The ass group's kind of walking on eggshells around them. The whole group agrees that they're intense. And now we have invited people, other people into the group. What the fuck can one say that is not insulting? I assume that you want to go into this with a ton of compassion because we're going to assume that it's difficult, but not impossible. That means this person is intense, but you love them. They're intense, but they're still kind. They're intense and they have some personality quirks that maybe rub people the wrong way. But who cares? They don't personally bother you. That's what we're going to assume for a little bit. Let's do honesty and white lies. Let's try those on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so the pure honest truth would be, hey, I know we talked about this a while ago, and I'm glad you're bringing it up now because now it's out in the air and we can discuss it. I've been nervous about this for a few months because I don't feel like you're going to gel right with that group. I feel like we hang out together one-on-one so much better. We hang out with our like D&D group so much better. I know that you want to feel included in, in this group of friends, but I like keeping it separated out. And, and I'm really sorry about that because I can tell that this is something that you want to do. But I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go do this thing and I, I, I can't invite you. Um, and I, I know this sucks and I appreciate you being understanding because I'm kind of in a difficult place here because I'm the link between you and this, and I'm not the only one who makes the decisions about who comes out with us. Did any of that any of that sound good, Jen? Yeah. I also like that you can pull some threads there. Like what, what sounded good, you can also talk more about what sounds good. You can say, don't go too hard on this because it's not exactly true because the ass- you did invite someone new to the group, but you can say the group, they like to keep things small or we like to keep things small. I think maybe using the word they instead of we. Yeah. It's it might be easier. It's a little dishonest. But yeah. you know, th- we're this is the this is the be honest but spare hurt feelings mode. Ugh. Right. And there's part of the question that the asker can use which is I value my friendship with you. I just don't think you're going to mesh well with this particular activity. So let's make other plans. Like that's the other thing is you can end the conversation with here are the things that we have so much fun doing together because presumably in the in this scenario the less difficult situation that is still difficult there are activities that you enjoy doing with them. So plan one of those, I would say. That's a good start. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's great. And then if you say that, then follow up and make plans because presumably under this scenario, you do want to do those plans. But yeah, lean on the language that's like the group is a little set in its ways. They're all bonded around this one personal thing. They were all in the same fraternity, sorority. They all attended this one community thing. And because of that, the group is pretty, is is kind of not in flux right now, but it's it's not you. See, that's a lie. (laughs) Damn it. Right? Oh, this is tricky. So it kind of isn't, though. It kind of isn't them. Because, and, and, I don't, and I wouldn't say it's not you, it's me, it's not you, it's us, just because that is such a, <laughs> such a line. Such you a know? cliche. Yeah, you're always yeah. like, oh, so it is me. Got it. Yeah, it's definitely me, yeah. Uh, but, but it's true, because it's not just that the uninvited friend has a personality to be dealt with. It is also that the group has a personality to be dealt with. And why don't you just list some bad qualities of the group? Like, I we was are totally so loud. It reminds me of the first time I took my partner out uh, with my very loud Italian-American family. And uh, gosh, were we drunk and loud in the Morton Arboretum. And it was inappropriate. <laughs> 
And did I have a great time? I sure did. Uh, was it embarrassing in retrospect? It sure was. Uh, did my partner learn a lot about me? Yes. Yes, indeed, he did. Um, <laughs> but like, that's the thing is like, I can say I had fun. We had a good time. But I can also say we can be kind of loud and embarrassing. And we can be a little oversherry and we can be a little bit much, you know, and that's not your vibe. So those things are honest. And I'm telling the truth. There are also good things about that group. Like our honesty and our loudness can be fun um, in a place that's not an arboretum. God, man, uh, I hope they <laughs> they really shouldn't let us back in. Um, but but that's the thing is like I, I would say, let's say you are reserved and you are so smart and you love having one-on-one -on -one conversations. That's not what's available here. We are loud and raucous and we are not we're not having those one-on-one -on -one conversations. And I feel like it's just going to go better if you and I do our thing and I and them do our thing. Something like that. Not that though yeah. cuz that sounded terrible, but No, no, I got you. Like I like the idea of like lovingly trash talking the group without yeah. making it sound like you can't miss this group. We're so great. So in the before times, I went to trivia every week with my trivia team. I had a friend be like, oh, my God, I love trivia. And I and I replied like, oh, I would love to invite you. But we are I can't I can't subject you to that. Like we are <laughs> we are too we're too into it. We're too intense. Um, there's also like team member limits, like you can't have more than eight or something like that. So like I, I actually couldn't invite more people. But even if I could, I was like, I want you to meet all these people. But this is not you're not we're not going to bring our best personalities to the trivia table. We are intense and competitive and a little weird. So like hang out before or after. We would love to have you. But like for these couple hours, you're not going to like what you see. <laughs> I don't like who I, I don't like who I become when trivia is on the line. Trivia, <laughs> so like, Gryffindor, <laughs> <laughs> So like I don't I know just like trash talk the group. Say that say that it sucks. No, don't really do that. But another thing you're gonna want to do, but maybe don't, is you're gonna want to kick this down the road and deal with it even later. Don't do it. You're, don't do it. Don't do mm -hmm. it. I know it's so tempting. You're gonna want to be like. Oh yeah, let me check with the group, and uh, I'll see. Uh, I'll see when we're all getting together again. Don't do it, because you know you're not going to do that, and it's just going to be a problem later. I agree. I, and the more times you say, "Oh yeah, yeah, no big deal, we'll do it," we'll do, it, then that's another telling mark in their head that's like, when we have this argument, I shall remember that you told me eight times <laughs> on eight separate yes. occasions that I could come. You know, um, and you know what? I think that's a good lead into the other thing that this situation could be, which is that this friend is toxic. It's more likely that this friend is just difficult, which is a different thing. And which which in that case, all the advice that we set up to now applies. But if your friend is toxic, here's how you know. Do you dread talking to them? Does the idea of getting on a Zoom call, is it exhausting to talk to them? Does it feel like a chore? Do all of your friends dislike this person because they are intense or is it because they are rude or is it because they are explaining? Like what are what's actually happening? There is a reason why you are inviting other people into your fun times group and not this person. And a friend can be a friend if they're not good fun times. That's okay. You can have a friend who's your intense emotional friend. I'm, I think I'm that friend for most of my friends. <laughs> but, but where we stop and we, and we see a problem is everybody agrees they don't want to be with this person. What the fuck's going on? And it's not like you meet that often. 
<laughs> right? And this is a panicky, stressful situation, which again, this could be a projection. You could be feeling shame and specifically shame, not guilt, because you did not do anything wrong for not solving all of your friends' problems by not giving them this opportunity to have a bunch of fun. You could be feeling that shame and that's leading you to have anxiety and leading you to panic. But I want you to think about the source of that shame and make sure that it's just you projecting because that's, you know, it sucks, but it's pretty normal. Or if it's the friend being like, you owe me this, that's a toxic person. Yes. If it's a friend grinding you down, making you carry so much worry, that's poison. That's a poisonous friend. I really do wish the asker and, and the uninvited friend the best of luck because this is very, very hard. Um, and no matter how good you do this conversation, no, no matter how many good word do <laughs> you do <laughs> at your friend, you know, uh, it's still going to be difficult. But adults can have these very difficult conversations and not hate each other after. And and if this happens and you have this conversation and they hate you afterwards, like we said earlier, dude, like that's that's a sign. Right now we're seeing like these tiny red waving flags. That one is like the big they're planting their their red flag in the ground. If they are devastated, if they really, really dig in their heels and try to guilt you and shame you for making decisions responsibly, that's no good at all. And I'm not going to say that there is no reason why this person is toxic. They're a monster. You know, people have these fears of, you know, FOMO is a thing. Um, feeling excluded is a thing. Um, but those are solvable issues by saying, well, then we're going to do this other thing instead. But if you don't want to do the other thing instead, you don't actually want to spend time with this person. I mean, that's a pretty good sign that this is not a relationship you want to invest more time in. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's our that's our like last lingering question. Like just just real quick. Do you want to spend other time with this friend? Do you right. or do you just value the idea of having an additional friend? Or do you actually Oof. value this friend? Oh, Oof. Oof. it just sucks. So I guess like my in conclusion here is this sounds like this could be perfectly normal. This also sounds like it could be deeply toxic. You are going to find out when you have this conversation. And I want you to try your best to relieve some pressure off of yourself to have this go perfectly because it's not. It's, it's going to suck. It's not going to be fun. Nobody's going to have fun in this. Um, you promised them something a long time ago, and now you are, quote unquote, taking it away. It doesn't really count because they cornered you and you panicked, but we're dealing with all of that. This conversation is not going to be fun, but it has to happen. My in conclusion is don't expect it to be perfect. Take whatever threads off of this episode that you can when you go into it and learn about this friend through this conversation. I guess my last lingering thought is I hope in the future this friend will not continue to put you in situations where you are so flattened by the amount of pressure on you. I think it's worth saying that your good friends don't want you to feel panicked and worried about communicating with them. <laughs> oh, that breaks my heart. I hope we're wrong about this. I hope they're just your silly, your silly friend that doesn't do well in groups or in this particular group. And that's that's that. Like if somebody said, like, I value you so differently than that group and I just don't think it's going to mesh well together. So let's make some plans to play fucking Root online together later this week. OK, <laughs> like that's good. That's so reasonable. When you say that, Train, I can feel your earnestness and your sincerity and your concern and love. Um, and if you don't feel those things for this friend, I think you have to acknowledge that to yourself. Yeah. Yeah, you super do. 
Oh man, good luck, Asker. Again, this will be difficult no matter what. And uh, and such is adult life. You as Jen, Jen. One of my favorite things that you say is that this is hard, but you've survived hard things, and we know that because you're alive right now. <laughs> you know, because you're here. Because you're, you're here. Right. Um, but you'll you'll do it. Well, this has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. Um, if you would like to ask us a question or check out our book or like really interact with us in any way, a very appropriate place to do it would be uh, friendshippingpodcast.com. You can click the Get in Touch tab and write us an email there. Or if you don't want to do websites and you just want to send us an email, you can email us at friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitch and Twitter at Do Friendship. And this is a list of people that we appreciate and would like to thank. Thank you, Ian Parman, for editing. Thank you so much, Molly Lewis, for the creation and singing of our theme song. Monica Verma, our agent, amazing. Thank you so much for your help with our book. Award-winning designer Lauren Gallagher, thank you so much for the design work that remains on all of our stuff. And hey, audience, wow, thank you for listening. And you're welcome for talking. Do friendship at the problem. Do friendship at the problem.